welcome back to Disney Minus, the Disney podcast thing where I have cursed all of us mere mortals to wallow through the depths of Disney Plus until we manage to find a way out, which will be in about a million years from now. Um, I'm Steven, and when I pick a paw, no, damn it, hang on, I wrote this down and I'm still saying it wrong, this is all staying in, hang on, Oh. when I pick a pair, I use the claw, there it is. <laughs> I'm Kat, but you can call me Abraham DeLacy. Gee, is up? Fuck! Wrong movie. Bah. I'm Sean, and, you know, I, I had a glance at the fancy <laughs> ants, but I don't think I'm going to try them. That's also fair. We have a guest today. He just said his name. But we have a guest today, because uh, as you heard in the intro just now, Nero's not here. Uh, I posted in the Discord that it is their birthday, and so Happy they have elected Nero. to Happy birthday! Not- and so they have elected to not spend their birthday uh, recording the their horrid rantings about Disney, which is absolutely fair. Absolutely. <laughs> so it is, it is the three of us today as we talk about The Jungle Book. The original, not the remake. <sighs> yes, from, the yeah, from what right. was it, 67? We I haven't mean, done any of the remakes yet. The mildly racist one? But the better Ooh. one, at least. Yeah, I need to. Let's be honest. This was Disney in the '60s. Almost everything was mildly racist. That was before they had their coffee. I need to look back over our list, but I think this is the first one we've done that has the uh, the Disney Plus content warning tacked on at the beginning of it. Oh, seriously? I think it is. Hang on, let me check. I know this one had it. Yeah, this this one definitely had it. So it is like it is one that had it, but. Uh... Actually, Three Caballeros might have. Mm, did it, though? Because we watched the Three Caballeros, didn't we? We've we done did. that one. Yeah, we have. Yeah, I just don't to... remember if it got the thing or not. Right, I don't remember either. I don't know. Looking back over the list, the only one that might have would be Three Caballeros, and I don't remember if it did or not. So, right. yeah. Hang on. Steven. Sean uh, mm. has caffeine. I have caffeine. Get with the program, Yum, yum, yum. No, I'll cut that out anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I'm still going to mark So, yeah, it. so um, this was the last one. There, This was the movie that <laughs> killed Walt Disney. <laughs> Where was it? Hang on, actually, this is not the last one that he actually worked on. This is the, technically the next to last movie that he worked on. Um, Where was it? I found a thing on IMDb about, about that. Anyway, uh, the... Okay, yeah, there it was. The last one that he actually worked on was The Happiest Millionaire, which also came out in 67. So he was probably like working on both like right about the same time, I guess. Seems probably. like his work ethic. They always seem to have a lot of things in the pipeline all at once. Yeah. Um, I mean, kind of like how DreamWorks was doing Prince of Egypt and Shrek at the same time. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then Shrek was the punishment movie. Yeah. And if, it you, if you started messing up Egypt, on Prince of like... <laughs> They literally, apparently the crew are literally referred to being taken off Prince of Egypt and being sent to work on Shrek. It was referred to as getting shrek <laughs> Get Shrek, <Yep>. fool. <laughs> Get swamp bugged. Anyway, um, so yeah, so that's that's the movie that we're talking about today. I found some trivia on IMDb. For example, this one was fucking hilarious to me. The others I'll, I'll cover as we go. But um, apparently, uh, having... This is the only uh, version of... Alexa, I take that back. Also the remake. 
uh, these are the only two versions of the Jungle Book that I've been exposed to. Technically, I think I own the book somewhere, but I never read it and I haven't watched any other movies of it. Um, apparently, his name is supposed to be pronounced Mowgli, not Mowgli. And Rudyard Kipling's daughter never forgave Walt Disney for getting that wrong, which is hilarious <laughs> to me. Never forgiving somebody for mispronouncing a name is kind of kind of awesome. Right. I know, right? And it's like, if it, if that was going to happen to a better person. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's he certainly earned lifelong hatred for many worse things than mispronouncing a name. But this is probably my favorite. I, I know, mean, right? Uh, Kate's kind of summed it up best with her nickname on, in the current channel, which is uh, <laughs> Rudyard Kipling fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, there's also that. Um, so yeah, so that is the first bit of trivia. Like I said, I'll cover some other ones as we go. That was just incredible to me, though. Uh, but, so, anyway, so movie. I forget which one of us we said was going to do the summary. You. I do have it pulled up. Hang on. Why do I still have the picture of their content? You, because I don't do summaries, and Sean's the guest, so we don't make the guest do it. That's Yay. also fair. Uh, da, 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 da. We open on... I like. I always forget exactly how Bagheera finds Mowgli, but he's wandering around, and he, he just finds him. Um, there, yeah, he's this just movie shares a lot of... Woods, or forest. <laughs> this movie shares a surprising number of uh, story beats with Tarzan. Yeah. yeah. Starting Aside with, from... you know... Uh, Oh, good. Oh, I was just gonna say, starting with baby being just, just found. Except in this case, the big wild cat doesn't try to eat the baby. <laughs> True. Yeah, the gorillas don't show up and save him. <laughs> yeah, the monkeys are the dick. No, instead, uh, Bagheera <laughs> fucking he finds Mowgli already just sitting in a picnic basket and <laughs> decides, you know what? I don't want to raise a baby. But those wolves that I know, they just fair. had some kids. My husband, Baloo, and I are not prepared for raising a child right this moment, so I'm going to take him over to the wolves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, the wolves just had some kids. They can take care of him. And I love that he doesn't even sit there and, like, discuss it with them. He just leaves Mowgli outside their cave. And I love that he basically, he literally sits there and, like, smacks the baby until he starts crying. <laughs> Make noise, you little shit. <laughs> Come on. Otherwise, they won't find you. I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> Once, once they notice you, I am no longer legally culpable. <laughs> like, but luckily, he... of the doorstep of a fire department, isn't it? That's that's totally where we're going with this. Yes. Which wages the question: Would you rather be raised by firemen or a pack of wolves? I'm kind of down with the wolves. Hmm. It depends on the firemen. Having known a few, I would say probably the wolves. You would uh, you'd have better manners. Plus, but... no obnoxiously loud <laughs> siren waking you up. There is that too. The couple of times I napped at a fire station when I worked as an EMT, uh, yeah, that thing rudely, it's a rude awakening if if you weren't already aware of Yeah, I of would that. imagine. That thing's loud as shit. But, um, but yeah, so they, they do find him, and luckily, instead of eating him or anything, they decide to raise him. And we skip ahead in an indeterminate amount of time. I'm guessing he's about 10 or so, probably. Well, like that. The, the way he's the way he's moved around. By the end of the movie, we know he's close to puberty at least because he starts thinking. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah we do naked. know that. Oh, jeez, yeah, we'll get we'll get to that because hot damn. Um, <laughs> but, 
but yeah, so we skip ahead X number of years um, when a meeting is being held for the wolf. The, I'm, I'm assuming similar meetings must have probably happened among the other animals. The one that we care about is the one that's uh, being... Sorry, Craig this just one. told me, hey, I started recording, and it's like, yes, I know. Um, <laughs> don't distract me, damn it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we, we skip ahead to a meeting of the wolves where they're discussing the fact that Sarah Khan, the tiger, and or has come into uh, has come back into this general area, I guess. I don't know. Maybe he was on vacation or something. Uh, fun fact, since mo- a lot of their names do um, like reflect or do come from uh, Hindi words for what they are, um, blue being closest to uh, an, an actual Hindi word. I'm not going to try to pronounce it because I would uh, just butcher it. The only one I know for sure is that Ka is apparently just their version of hissing, which is which is great. Um, apparently, Sher Khan means, uh, it roughly translates to, like, Chief of Tigers. Or, since this is 2022, Tiger King. Duh! <laughs> <laughs> Carol Baskin, that bitch. <laughs> like, I, although on a side note, I have to say Shira Khan is one of my favorite Disney villains just because he is Dude, what he right? is. He owns it up, and he's got class. And he has yeah, a wonderful no, I mean, like, well, like, like, we'll get to him, obviously, because it takes him a while before he finally shows up. But, like, right. he's a good villain. He's like, he he's like the Dio of Disney. Actually, that's probably not accurate. No, because he's not actually evil. He's just his nature. He's got to eat. Eh. Yeah, he's in charge, and no one would stop him before, so why would he think twice about it now? And he hates people, which is also fair. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, mean, you know, I'm not going to argue. But yeah, so speaking of the hating people thing, um, I love that they just refer to him as Man Cub throughout this movie instead of, like, the kid or something like that. I don't know. Man cub is just a very good phrase. Uh, the wolves do decide that since Sher Khan is probably gonna try to eat Mowgli if he ever finds out about him, the uh, best thing to do is to take him to the man village. That way he's, you know, among other men where Sher Khan is less likely to go because he knows that, you know, there'd be a lot of them. He probably wouldn't be able to take them all. He, the man, the man knows what he can and cannot fight, which is fair. Um, <laughs> That's arguable, <laughs> and so it's not even—it's not even really decided that Bagheera will take uh, will take him. He just kind of volunteers because, and, <laughs> and I feel so bad. Uh, Mowgli's wolf dad is like, "Wait, but this is my child. I've raised him since he was a baby. What do you mean you want to scare him? Nobody cares. <laughs> They're like, fuck you, man. We're gonna take Cut away your son. You're not relevant to the plot. <laughs> Basically." <laughs> Basically, Bagheera decides, you know what? The plot will be about me, and I'm gonna take Mowgli to the to the man village. So sorry, not sorry. Suck it, Rama. And Rama's like, well, I guess I'll just go and not be in the movie anymore. Um, Freaking main character. Bye. And he was never heard but, yeah, from this again. Is, that's the, Basically, this is the last we ever see of the wolves. I feel like they have they find some reason for them to show up again in the remake, but this is the last we see of them in the cartoon. Um, he raised the kid to not adulthood the way they think is adulthood, so that's it. They're done. <laughs> well, not not even that. I like. I just. I feel like Rama. Like Rama would have wanted to would have let him stay if the others hadn't like bullied him. I guess. 
fit little bitches. <laughs> or Rama's sitting there like, dude, there's like 30 of us and one tiger. We'll be fine. And everyone's like, fuck you, yeah. Yeah, the the like head wolf is like there's like the head wolf is like there's no way we can like protect him from Shere Khan, and I'm like, okay, he's a big tiger, but like you're a whole pack of wolves. I feel like I feel like you guys could take him, probably. <laughs> Literally, your strength is, is in a- in numbers. So he is a yeah. solitary hunter. You literally hunt as a pack. <laughs> yeah, y'all got this, but nah. <laughs> Instead, uh, they leave, like, Mowgli doesn't even really get time to say goodbye. They just immediately leave. Uh, Bagheera's like, hey, kid, come with me. I'm going to show you some stuff. And, like, <laughs> that's it. And then we like, get to... Made in the 60s. <laughs> Do what? Tell you know this movie is made in the 60s. Here, just go with this random but... guy out. He's going to go show you some things. I know. <laughs> he knew I you know. when you were an infant. Just trust us that he knows for your best. That's, that's what we're going to say. Totally. Well, I guess if all the adults say he's okay. Because <laughs> that's never ended poorly. Yeah. I know. Uh, but then we get to which, uh, something that I always forget. I always forget that Ka shows up twice in this movie. I, don't, I always think it's just the one time later on. But uh, we meet Ka for the first time, who is a snack. He's a big old noodle. He's hungry. He's voiced by... He's the poo snake. He's voiced by Wait. goddamn Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, the original Winnie. Which, yeah. Yep. And yeah. Mr. Stork from Dumbo, but more and more Mr. Stork and um the and the Cheshire Cat and I'm sure a handful of other things that I forgot in a moment. But wait, so he was many. the Yeah, he's the Cheshire Cat. Huh, did not know that. Cher Khan, voiced by George Sanders. George Sanders also played Mr. Freeze in the 1966 Batman series. Nice. Oh, Done nice. It very well too. <laughs> oh, Steven. Well, I was trying to throw you? something up. Do what? No, you went quiet for a minute. I was like, did we kill you? <laughs> no, I was trying to throw something up on the bed and I missed. Um, <laughs> but no, that does bring me to a another fun fact that I found. Um, apparently in the book, Ka is like, I mean, it the, the IMDb trivia says his motives are questionable. Which, I mean, I translate as he still wanted, probably wanted to eat Mowgli, just not like as explicitly, I guess. But um, it was ultimately, like, a helpful figure in the books. I guess he didn't show up very much, but, like, showed up enough to, like, rescue Mowgli from the um, from the monkeys. And again, like, it says his his motives are questionable. So it was probably, like, if I save him, maybe then I can eat him instead. But, I don't like, like that. I think he's kind of like later. a gray character. Basically. But, yeah. um, but Walt was basically like, no, the audiences won't accept the snake as anything but a villain. So... Get rid of that gray. He's just a, he's just bad. And what were you about to say, Sean? I do not remember. <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty much snakes are either villains or they're comedic relief, like uh, Hiss in the animated Basically. Robin Hood. Basically. Um, which does mean that, aside from the fact that uh, Cheshire Cat is an asshole, he's technically not evil, so this is the only villain that Sterling Holloway ever voices for uh, for Disney. Yeah, Cheshire Cat's the kind of bad Which guy is, that's more like, I'm not going to directly fuck your whole life up, but I'm definitely going to lead you to that option. Right. Yeah, he'll put the option there. He won't make you He won't make you take yeah. it, but he also I'm won't make you not take it. I'm just going to leave this option right here. Do with it what you will. <laughs> exactly. I will lead <sighs> well, you to temptation, but I won't make you tempted. 
We'll, we'll fucking we'll get there whenever we color. That's what you call plausible deniability. <laughs> hey, I didn't tell him to jump off a cliff. I just I put him in front of a cliff. I just put him in front of a cliff where there were I just high winds. Showed him where the cliff was. I didn't do anything. But anyway, um, but yeah, so like I said, I always forget that Ka shows up twice. Uh, this time, it's, I mean, honestly, basically just like a dress rehearsal for when he shows up later. He tries to hypnotize Mowgli, who apparently was immune to his hypnosis in the book. I don't know what that means, but sure. Here, he's um, just a dumb kid. Basically. <laughs> right? Um, so, Maybe but yeah, like I said. More like Scarlett Johansson, he, he might have been uh, hypnotized a little easier. That's another thing. Like, not that I like. Now that I'm complaining, it's just a weird trend of, like, some of the live-action movies, like, randomly taking a male character and making him a girl. Which, like, again, not that I'm complaining, it's just a weird thing that I noticed that they do in, like, three of them. Right, like, if it added to because, the story more, I would get it, but... Yeah, like, it doesn't really do anything either way, so I'm just like, why? Because, yeah. um... It feels that... like just taking a diversity box at that point. A little right. bit, almost. At least, like, especially because the live action. Scarlett Johansson, like, in that case. But I'm just like, did she really need to be Koth? Like, I don't think she's ever played a villain that I know of. Yeah. Like, and I mean, the live action remakes are just riddled with poor decision making all over the place. But the fact that they made a live action remake is poor decision making in the first place, in my opinion. That's just what I was about to say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which, again, we'll get there. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so um, this time at least Bagheera is around, so he rescues Mowgli from Ka, and then and they decide to go to sleep, which is probably not the best decision when they know that Ka's probably still nearby. But we needed a transition to the next day, so I guess that works. <laughs> it works better than hey, don't eat him, scream wipe. Yeah, right. <laughs> God, could. You- just give me some Star Wars scream wipes right in the middle of it. God, the fades and the the fades and the wipes in that series. Oh my god. <laughs> um, which again, it's on the list, so we'll get there someday. Um, but we wake up the next morning to friggin' elephants, a, an army troop of elephants marching through the jungle because why not? Most British which, sounding Colonel Hathi I've ever heard in my life. Right. Oh my god. For real though. These guys are British as shit. Which feels weird for elephants. Right. Considering like, I like I feel like they would be more native than than British. But Right. It's nineteen sixty seven, so if they did, you know, local Hindi or know. Indian accents, it definitely would have been super racist, so Right. I don't know if we got the better of that or not. I I don't I don't know. This is a fun little scene, though, of, like, Mowgli meeting um, the elephant baby, whose name I forget. Um, uh, no, I almost said Tantor, but I'm like, no, that's Tarzan. Uh, the baby <laughs> elephant? Yeah. That's Hathi Jr. That's right, Jr. Oh, goddammit. I remember Winifred Voiced is his mother. by Clint Howard. Oh. Ron Howard's brother. And oh, a part of okay. the icon. Okay. And one of the other funny little or neat little things I show in here, you know, of course it shows that, you know, the mother that Hathi's wife is, oh, you know, she's the real pants of the family, which is actually a neat little biological thing because in the wild, elephants are matriarchal in nature. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, look at that. Oh, yeah, so it's okay. It's just them trying to, like, artificially force, like, 
male-dominated military shit onto matriarchal elephants, which is why she's just over here in the background going, no. Honey, no. <laughs> I, I, think it's, I think they're trying to play the whole, oh, you know, big tough guy acts like he's the boss, but really the wife wears the pants, and it's like that actually is the case, and elephant hurts. Yeah, it's not even controversial. Yeah. That's just how things are. Yep, that's just how uh, they do. But, speaking of her, um, that was, I've got like a couple more fun facts left, but this was one of them. Um, Winifred, yeah. apparently is her name, which I keep forgetting, uh, yeah. is voiced by, I forget, there it is, Verna Felton, who you uh, may recall as the mother of Dumbo. Uh, she played Mama Jumbo, rather, that is. Um, but this was, she actually apparently died like a day before uh, Walt, so this was her final acting role. And Aww. then the first role that she had with Disney was also voicing a mother elephant, which is a neat little, like, cyclical thing. Yeah. She was also the fairy godmother in Cinderella, the queen of hearts in oh, Alice in Wonderland, yeah, okay. Aunt okay. Sarah and Lady in the Tramp. Dang, she was in all kinds of stuff. Jesus, she, she yep. was a cast. Oh yeah, Disney <laughs> didn't let their actors go, man. That's like Blues in like a good handful of other things with Disney too, and like we were just talking about Sterling Holloway too. Yeah, Disney like once they decide that they like someone, they don't let them go. It makes Dude. me wonder if that's kind of a holdover from the studio system in Hollywood, how they would hire like Probably. a studio would hire an actor and then keep them under contract for years and years. And use them in all kinds of projects just because they were in their stable of actors, so to speak. But they couldn't work for any other studio at the time. It makes kind me wonder like if this is kind of a holdover from that. Like yeah. It might, it might be something like that, actually, then, yeah. Um, it being Disney, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Nope. Yeah, pretty much. Because, uh, yeah, because they are definitely less like that these days. Which, of course, the, the studio system itself is also gone. So it could be something like that. Um, but the elephant scene ends fairly quickly, and instead we go to meet Bagheera's husband, Baloo, who is very good. Uh, enjoy him so much. Uh, <laughs> he gives us one everyone's of the two best... Husbando. Do what? Baloo is everyone's husbando. We can just go ahead and admit that off the top. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, he gives us one of the two best songs in this movie, that being The Bare Necessities, which is a fucking bop. Absolutely. It really is. Um, but honestly, there's really not a whole lot going on there. Like, he and Mowgli hit it off immediately. They decide they're going to be buds. Uh, Bagheera decides he's going to take a nap. <laughs> At least I think that's what happens. Bagheera kind of disappears from the movie for a little while once Baloo shows up. Blue he shows up. He's day. like, oh, no, that guy. Eh, I guess I'll go over here and just let them yeah. hang out for a while. I'm going to let yeah. them hang out for a while and then come back and get pissed that they've bonded. Yeah, yeah but they've right. hung out for a while without my supervision. Well, then do something about it, Bagheera. But no, he doesn't. And instead, while they're chilling out, which Bagheera blames Baloo for this, but I am—I don't words. I don't think this is Baloo's fault. These monkeys are just wily and also assholes. Uh, because in the midst of Baloo and Mowgli hanging out and being bros, monkeys just fucking swing by and take him. Yep. And, like, run Baloo off of a cliff. Murderous bastard. Yeah! They tried to kill our boy! And then and then Bagheera shows up and he's like, I knew it! I knew you couldn't be trusted! And it's like, bro! What would you have done? <laughs> you did this! 
You let them would... alone to their own devices and let them get near the monkeys, and everyone knows monkeys are dicks. D- they like really how? Would, are. How would things have been different if you had been here, Bagheera? How? What would you have done? Would you have eaten one of the monkeys? Because that probably would have been the only way to slow them down. He yeah. would have spluttered indignantly as they retreated with Mowgli. Exactly. He would have gotten tossed off the cliff first. Right. No, and then he, not Baloo even that. Would've. He, would have le- he would have yeeted himself off the cliff in an attempt to try to grab Mowgli. Exactly. So I don't even want to hear it. Like, Blue, ultra- honest, or admittedly, is not the best role model for... I mean, honest, like, he, Ian Mowgli, like, they're bros, they chill, and they get along. But, like, raising a kid, I will agree, he's probably not the best role model. But in this no. instance, he is innocent and has done nothing wrong. Yeah, you probably don't want to leave the stoner uncle to raise all your kids, but at the same <laughs> time, they're probably not going to get in that much trouble until the monkeys exactly. swing by and steal them. Right, like, babysit for an afternoon, maybe. Straight up raise the kid, no. Exactly, Super because it's not like they were about to get into trouble uh, when it was just the two of them. They were just floating down a river hanging out. <sighs> But anyway, we now gotta go deal with the monkeys. Show Mowgli how to eat bugs. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest, every kid does without any kind of adult prompting. Adulting? What's that? Yeah. Uh, but that does bring us to because now we gotta now we gotta go deal with these assholes. This does bring us to one of the uh, one of the other funner scenes in the funner whatever another fun scene in this movie, funner. which is the "I want to be like you" scene, uh, because the monkeys are just living in like. Fucking like a ruined ass like ancient temple or something. <laughs> Pretty sure. much. Why not? Also, fun fact: if I don't, if you don't mind me butting in real quick, uh, go did, for it. Have either of you guys ever wondered uh, why after this movie we don't really hear much out of King Louis and any of the other Disney uh, productions? Uh, he's canonically dead. Is it no, because Shere Khan made him? It turns out. So, okay, so Louis Prima is the one that voiced King Louis in this movie. Yes. So then when Tailspin came along, though, uh, Jim Cummings voiced Louis. Of course he did, because he voices fucking uh, everyone for Disney. Apparently his voice was so similar to Louis Prima that Louis' widow and his family sued Disney over Jim Cummings' Founding, I guess, so much like him in Tailspin, so I guess they thought he was like ca- they were capitalizing off of him without having to actually pay the estate anything. That feels unfair. Yeah, so oh, what wow. happened was then, as a result, Disney wrote him out of the sequel. In House of Mouse, he's been replaced with like a doppelganger named King Larry. Oh my god! And any other any other appearance of his, he was completely mute until the remake in 2016, which obviously used a far different version of Louis than what Prima did. That's insane. That is wild. That, right? that sounds like a Disney way to get out of a lawsuit, though. It does, but right. also that lawsuit feels a little unfair. Because you don't like him sounding like your husband. Okay, fine. He just won't ever talk again. Yeah. Right. But also that lawsuit does feel a little bit unfair. Like if you have an established character that is now suddenly voiced by someone else, I feel like it's pretty common practice for that person to still try to capture the same energy and try to sound similar. Like, with right. um, with Dan Castaneda, I feel like I said that wrong. Castaneda. Uh, thank you. Castaneda voicing um, Genie. Like, he's still, he, you can tell it's a different guy, but he still tries to capture the same energy that Robin Williams brought to it. Because that's the character. That's the original yeah, character. Yeah. Like, so then being like, no, he sounds too much like him. That just feels unfair. 
Yeah, so now I'm going to say it's like, okay, unless you have another solution that involves Victor Frankenstein and a lightning storm <laughs> and your husband, we're kind of out of options here. <laughs> like and King Larry does sound like <laughs> the old, uh, you know, oh, mom, can we have King Louie? No, we have King Louie at home. King Louie at home. <laughs> King Larry. King Larry. <laughs> He's the Walmart version. <laughs> but anyway, continue, Stephen. That's what I thought Hang that was on. interesting. Okay, sorry, I was typing. Okay, um, but yeah, so uh, again, fun scene. Uh, basically, um, Louie, I guess, had the monkey. Like, the, the scene is kind of framed that the monkeys are just, like, when they take him, it's kind of just framed like the monkeys are just assholes and this is just what they do. But I guess it seems like Louie sent them to go find Mowgli because well, basically... Louis has decided he's reached like the top of where he's going to be be able to get as a monkey in the jungle, and <laughs> and now instead wants to try to pass as human so that he can go hang out in human society and I guess try to like be the cool guy there. It's unclear exactly also, what he thinks he's going to do. The but... This particular bit of King Louis. This also proved that apparently there were some lines that even Disney wasn't about to cross. Uh, Louis Armstrong was originally going to be the voice of King Louis. That could have been but, bad. But Disney decided against it because they wanted to avoid the potential controversy of having a black man be casted as an orangutan. Yeah, and granted, scholars like and granted, scholars fact, have he's still showing what were back then stereotypical mannerisms and basically being an ape who wants to become human. Yeah, like scholars have still pointed out that like it is still problematic. And probably the oh, mo yeah. one of the more problematic parts of this movie. But in fairness, yeah, they who could have done worse because he's uh, his voice actor is Italian, I think. You mean there was an opportunity for racism and Walt Disney didn't take it? I am Shocking as an AC. He really Even was on Disney their death. Said on that was too much. <laughs> but yeah, um, so because yeah, um, he's he's using his his own his normal voice, um. Apparently, I guess he must just do a lot of scatting on his own anyway, because he improvised all of the scatting that King Louie does, so that's pretty cool. But, so yeah, so it could have been worse. They at least, you uh, you do not have to hand it to them, but this is at least an instance where you can hand it to them. Phil Harris was supposed to, apparently supposed to scat back what Louis Prima was doing, but he refused to do so and just made his own noises instead. That's also fair. Right. He re he refused to do so is, I think, code for I can't scat. Exactly. It's, I can't do that, so I'm just going to do my own thing. You're right. He apparently had a song called Just a Gigolo, which is, oh, you oh, know, God. sounds fun. Wait, like, meant for this movie? Oh, no, wait, just in general or meant for the movie? Just in general. Louis Prima oh, was okay. a singer uh, long before the movie came out. Um, Let's see. The Wildest 1956 album. Call of the Wildest 1957 album. So, you know, he had a theme, evidently. <laughs> Sir. Sir. Okay, then. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. So, during this whole thing, uh, Louis gets caught up in his, like... <laughs> he gets caught up in... From, like, explaining his scheme to, uh, to Mowgli and instead, like, accidentally just turns it into a party because sir he's a big party animal you you can't avoid it um in the midst of this fucking baloo tosses on like a wig and a coconut face and, and sneaks in 
pretending to be another one of the monkeys so that he can come rescue Mowgli. But then his ass gets caught up in the partying because fucking of course he does. With a coconut and a grass skirt, he somehow That was it. I knew I was forgetting something. And King Louis was into it, too. So, you know, yeah, he we, totally we was into it. at least visit into that for for his interests. <laughs> He's a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> Sounds like more God. of a bonobo than an orang, but that's God. Duh. God damn, sir. <laughs> OK, first of all, how dare you? <laughs> Second of all, how dare you? I am married to an anthropologist. I can talk about apes. <laughs> God. Okay. Anyway, geez. Um, so the point is they party and then get into a fight, which I mean parties. Um, and then the entire like ruined temple like gets destroyed. <laughs> Speaking of anthropologists, like imagine being an anthropologist who like found out about this and was on an expedition to go see it. And then when you get there, all of these dumbass monkeys have just destroyed the whole thing. So now there's nothing left for you to study. Oh god. Well, I, knowing the anthropologist I know would just immediately pivot to the primatology <laughs> side of it, trying to figure out why the monkeys were doing this <laughs> and how they managed to destroy an entire ruined temple. You know what? That's fair. Themselves. Like, well, we're already here. We're going to study something, goddammit. Right. Hey, we've got funding to be here for like a month. We're not going to waste this opportunity. That's that's what that is. I figure more of the plane's not coming back for another month. We may as well research something. God. Right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that happens, uh, in the, I lose track of exactly when each of them gets hit specifically, but somewhere along the way, Baloo and Bagheera both got a black eye during all of this, and it's like, there was a lot of fighting, so I guess it could have happened anywhere, but like, <laughs> um, Come here, baby. Aww. All right, my, my bedroom door was shut, and it just got hulked open by the cat who was distraught, <laughs> but I just- Mother! Mother, I couldn't find you. He could have just pushed it open, but no. (laughs) He just got fed up of waiting and hulked it open. Goodness. Um, So anyway, so yeah, this is the uh, the second (laughs) night. Um, Bagheera and Baloo, like, decide to have themselves a sit-down. And this is where Bagheera, like, ultimately manages to convince Baloo that it would be best for Mowgli to send him off to the man village. And I'm like, I see the reasoning, but at the same time, like, aside from Shere Khan, he's made a, a life here. It feels like, aside from that that one specific threat, he's ultimately pretty much fine just living in the jungle. Yeah, and everyone kind of assumes the monkeys are trouble anyways, so, like, why was that a surprise? Yeah, right? also that. So, I don't know. That, like, I mean, I again, I see where he's going. I just feel like I disagree, but whatevs. <laughs> you know, we don't have the provincial in uh, 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 oversight that the that one. colonial British would have had, so we can't see what he can see of all the dangers in the jungle. Hi, Even Artie. though Mowgli's clearly lived for like ten years in the jungle without being eaten by the family of wolves he was raised by, or the exactly. bear, or the panther. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Boy got himself a hold on things. He's fine. Um, All of his friends are predators. Why are you concerned? (laughs) Sorry, puppy. 
But anyway, uh, like, like I can always forget that this takes place over the span of like two days because like the next morning is when um, Baloo acts like he's going to go or take Mowgli and go off and just do their own thing. And then like half an hour later is like, hey, actually, Bagheera was right. <laughs> and Mowgli fucking runs off on his own into the jungle. Because lying to a young child like that is never going to end poorly. I know. And also, sprinting through the underbrush is easily the best way to escape a full-grown bear and panther. Right. With a tiger. Because your little child legs can definitely outrun them. <laughs> no protection from any thorns and brambles or anything, by the way. You know, oh, yeah. in fairness, this scene did almost end up with him going to a place where they would not have ever found him. So, like, it almost works. So... You know, Hale, is that is that where he would have gone? Uh, I was going to yeah. say cause belly, but that works too. <laughs> I mean, because, what, what really is the difference after all? I know, right? Okay, because this is this is the appearance of Kaz that I do always remember uh, where he shows up and like does a whole fucking musical number to hypnotize Mowgli and like try to eat him only for fucking Shere Khan to show up right before he actually does get to eat Mowgli. And like that is that is ironically what saves Mowgli's life. <laughs> is that wanting to eat him and being scarier than Kai is? Yeah, and like so in the process of him like or in, not antagonizing, interrogating Ka, uh, Mowgli wakes up and manages to like untangle himself from um, Ka's coils. That's the word they use, so I'm gonna go ahead and just use that. Um, so, af like, as after Shere Khan, like, decides, all right, I'm gonna leave, but if you find him, you fucking tell me. Otherwise, I'll, you know, implication of murder. Uh, <laughs> he manages to get away, and I, I, like, blink, I blinked and missed it, so I didn't see exactly what he ends up doing to Ka, but, like, it, this ends with Ka all, like, kinked up and just, just kind of walking off on, like, well, all of his wrapped up. I think pushes his coils off the limb. That and he's already like got him tangled up because he kept making sure Ka show him his coils to make sure Mowgli wasn't there. So Ka was already having to contort himself to show his quote unquote empty coils. And then by the time Shere Khan shoved him off, he just all got knotted up. There we go. Yeah. With the exact same animation as the first time he was going yep. through. Yeah, I noticed that a few times. Like every yeah. time Bagheera notices a noise and then takes off to run after it, it's, <laughs> it's the like the exact motion. same animation. Mowgli does the same walking through the brush uh, animation three different times in the movie where he yeah. like, picks up a couple rocks and throws them and then he like smacks a leaf. He does it at the beginning before he meets Ka. He does it after he meets Ka the second time and he does it again just around the time he's about to meet the vultures. Yeah. Um, if it's good um, enough for anime, it's good enough for Disney. <laughs> I we... think anime stole it from Disney. <laughs> We um when we're first introduced to Shere Khan, he's like stalking a deer, which is literally the same character model as Bambi's mother. Like I think they just made her a little bit lighter shade of brown. But also oh, awesome. the shot of her like walking around in a little clearing, I I I would need to rewatch Bambi and I don't want to, so I can't say for certain. But I don't even think that's reusing like animation i think that's literally just a shot lifted and moved into the jungle book and then they just like drew some grass around it to make it look like Khan was looking at her through tall grass 
This shot I, of a deer from the Americas with all this American foliage behind it, that'll fit it right into the jungle, right? Yeah, the kids will never oh. notice. All right. In fairness, they didn't. They're stupid. They won't notice. <laughs> I mean, they were right. <laughs> right. <laughs> kids are stupid, and we've already got the parents' money, so who cares? Exactly. Um, but yeah, so that happens. Um, there's some scene with Shere Khan meeting the elephants, but I wasn't paying a ton of attention to that, so I don't. I didn't catch their conversation, but it's something to the effect of, like, the elephants, I think we're going... No, that's right. It's not that he talks to the elephants. Fuck. The elephants have... Fa Bagheera talks to the elephants about, hey, Shere Khan's in the jungle, watch out. Shere Khan is nearby, listening to this entire fucking conversation, which is hilarious. And then the elephants decide, okay, we've definitely got the element of surprise. We're gonna take off into the jungle and go look for him. And, like, no, you don't. You you absolutely don't have the element of surprise. Like, not at all. I love the Shere Khan basically doing the Jim Halbertson to the camera, or Jim Halpert to the camera, <laughs> right know. after they start marching through the jungle. And he's just got this element of surprise look on his face. I know, I love it. He's so, like, Shere Khan's a good fucking villain, dude. I like, I, I like him just as a character hanging out, his personality. If you weren't, like, you know, trying to do a murder... He'd be pretty I'm fun. Trying to be the main character. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So we go from the scene with Kot. I think like immediately to the vultures. Uh. Yes, because he runs yeah. from Ka. He he ends up out in that kind of dead zone where the vultures are hanging out. Yes. And yeah, yeah. I think that's exactly the next thing. Hey, hey, Sean. What do you hmm? want to do? <laughs> I don't know. What do you want to do? God. I don't know. What are you going to do? I almost made this my bit, don't start by the that way. Again. <laughs> I almost made that my bit, like going, I'm Steven, and hey, what do you want to do? But. <laughs> <laughs> that would have had to have been coordinated beforehand. Yeah. But actually, but no, like, not only did these guys just kind of vaguely resemble the Beatles, apparently they, were, they originally were supposed to be the Beatles. And it was just scheduling, the only reason why they couldn't do it. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I don't know about scheduling. The IMDb trivia that I saw said that John shot it down and said, no, I tell him to hire Elvis instead. Mm. <laughs> so oh, they're they like... Do, uh... Yeah, it says they were supposed to be voiced by the Beatles and sing a rock song. Yeah. <laughs> but the band would end up passing on the offer due to busy scheduling. And apparently John Lennon kept getting insulted at the invitation. That! Oh, that would probably piss him off enough to not want to do it. Maybe don't piss off the guys who are making hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, and that you're right. asking to join your film. I so yeah, instead we just have the, like... Uh, the song, you know, because they kept the vultures, so instead of doing a rock song, they changed to a barbershop quartet. Yeah. Because Disney thought that 60s rock would date the film too much, and instead it dated the film even more because barbershop was already out of fashion in 67 yeah. when the movie came out, and is like... regarded today as extremely niche with little influence on today's music. So Which don't get me wrong, I like me a barbershop it, quartet. It ended up fucking up even worse. Yeah, a little work. bit. I Thanks. love it. <laughs> so, in, so yeah, instead of having literally the Beatles just as birds, you have four birds that are kind of vaguely Beatles-ish that instead randomly do a barbershop quartet. <laughs> yep. Sure, why not? How do you do, fellow youth? <laughs> <laughs> right. And this is when Sher Khan shows up. Um... <laughs> I love the whole, oh, thanks for keeping him busy for me. Oh, yeah, definitely. Your majesty. 
They call him your majesty. (laughs) They do, because he's the Tiger King. (laughs) Because tigers are king of the jungle. Wait a minute. Isn't that a different cat? Uh, Don't worry about it. (laughs) You're thinking too hard, kid. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so this is is also kind of a fun scene, just for the sheer fact of how much is going on uh, once he finally shows up, because... Obviously, we get him menacing um, Mowgli for a minute, but then uh, Baloo shows up to try and, like, fight him off. Oh, not so much fight him off as, like, keep him busy so that Mowgli can escape. And then, of course, Bagheera shows up to defend his husband, or at least help out. Um, eh, yeah, to, to varying effect. Um, he tries, damn it. He, he, he tries. He does his, his husband. Yeah, <laughs> yes! That, <laughs> that shot at the end, oh my god. Um, we'll get there in just a minute, but, like, the way that they do finally get rid of Shere Khan, it has been mentioned a few times throughout, uh, the movie that Shere Khan fucking hates fire, which is what, like, one thing that I will grant the remake is that they gave him, like, this big burn scar, like, across his face, and also had him voiced by Idris Elba, who did a really fucking good job, but... Uh, yeah. Idris Elba always does so good with any kind of he yeah he always he dark. always delivers oh my yeah. god um but yeah so like it's been mentioned a few times he really hates fire it doesn't explicitly been said that he's afraid of it just that he hates man's fire but so this is where Baloo <laughs> fucking ties a burn because like it random it starts raining because of course it does and it's a thunderstorm because of course it is and with lightning because of course it does. Lightning strikes a branch, which sets it on fire. And Baloo's quick thinking, he fucking, he ties the burning branch to Shere Khan's tail. And Shere Khan fucking loses it. Like, freaking out, trying to get away from the fire. He runs so hard. set fire to the tiger's tail. God, okay. (laughs) Like... Come on, that was good. It's so much. Actually, wait, no, Baloo, they thought Baloo was dead, so I guess it must have been Bagheera that ties it to his tail. No, I think Baloo did it, and that's like, isn't that how he got knocked out and thought he was dead? Probably, I don't know. While Shere Khan is attacking Baloo, Mowgli grabs the branch and runs it over there and ties it to Shere Khan's tail. That's how Shere Khan stops attacking Baloo. (laughs) That's it. Oh my god, everything happened so fast. Okay, so yeah, Mowgli ties it to his tail. And um, dude, Disney fight ever. And dude, oh, yeah. like, takes off. Like, if I if we could have a foot race between uh, Shere Khan with a burning branch tied to his his tail and um, Captain Hook with the uh, with TikTok chasing him, that would be a really good race to watch because they both just zoom the fuck away. Um, it would be impressive to see who won because <laughs> they were both taking off as fast as they could. I know. I think Shere Khan would because I think the fire on his tail might uh, freak TikTok out. The calcul- uh, the crocodile. That's also true. That is also true. <laughs> Although TikTok does live in water, so he would have the best defense against the fire. But would he know that? Sorry, we're it, getting also, in speculation territory. Out of the water. <laughs> alternate alternate history coming up here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this is where after the fight, uh, Bagheera decides to take however the fuck long he wants to talk about how awesome Baloo is and how everyone's going to remember him and this is going to become a hallowed spot in the jungle and then it looks over and Baloo's just... The way he's just laying there is so derpy for, like, how important Bagheera is making this scene out to be. (laughs) 
But like they didn't even put blue as part of the matte painting like they do sometimes for dead characters. Like he's yeah. not part of the scenery yet. And right. it's just a little doofy looking. It's fantastic. It's incredible. Yeah. And of course we do get some close ups of Baloo like starting to kind of wake up and being like, Oh, he's talking nice about me, I'll just pretend to still be dead. Uh, <laughs> until he fucking Definitely. ruins it when uh Bagheera stops talking and he's like, No, keep going, keep going. You had more to go. I'm more cool. I'm more awesome than that. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Keep telling me how great I am. <laughs> puppy, puppy, puppy. Um, but yeah, so that so that happens. He finds out, or they find out he's alive, and Big Ear is like, "Oh, you." And then, like, it's not even that they still take him to the man village. They're just conveniently close enough by that, yeah, like, like they notice a girl. <laughs> They're trying to find the man village. They're trying to get him to the man village, and then immediately after the fight, they take a half step left, and hey, look, a man village. Like, and um, then the because at this point, um, Bagheera and Baloo both have agreed. You know what? We make a pretty good team. Maybe it's okay if Mowgli stays in the jungle after all. Uh, but instead, the whole thing is resolved by the power of boners because hot <laughs> damn. Everything's resolved by the power of boners. Didn't you know that? I mean, you know that are, that's an argument to be made. Uh, but yeah, we see we see a girl like sitting by uh, by a pool of water, fetching fetching the water, fetching the water, um, singing. About, uh, my mom does all the water. Now I'm doing all the water because my male siblings and dad are out doing God knows what. <laughs> I know it's a whole song about yeah, like my dad is off in the war or something. And I'm fetching the water like my mom did before me, and someday I will have a daughter, and she will fetch the water. And it's like, I'm gonna make her do it. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> and then Mowgli's like, "Whoa, she pretty." The song is called "My Own Home," and apparently, like themes from the music background of it, yes. have popped up throughout the movie. I never noticed them before. I did catch um, that on this viewing. Yeah, you can. Uh, kind of catch like some of the tune for it being played throughout, which is kind, of, which is pretty cool. I will grant them that. This is actually the first time I've noticed that being done, although I'm sure other movies have done it too. Um, oh, I'm certain. <laughs> oh, arty, arty, arty. Then I will have a handsome husband and a daughter of my own, and I'll send her to fetch the water I'll be cooking in the home. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I, all right, hmm. like. You know, I mean, to be fair, back then she really wouldn't be allowed to have much more aspirations than that. Yeah, uh, yeah, unfortunately. Maybe pop out a son first too, but but to be on the safe side. But, but she also mentions having a son in the song. In the song, she only says, "I'll have a daughter." Yeah, you know that's true, huh? She's like, "No more men in my line. It will only be women from now on." <laughs> it ends with me. <laughs> but in fairness, at the same time, me. this girl 100% knows what she's doing, because as soon as she notices Mowgli, she's flashing him, like, all kinds of looks. She, like... The bedroom eyes of so all bedroom eyes. So many shots of These the bedroom eyes. These are 10-year-olds, Disney. These are 10-year-olds. This is upsetting. You are a wild young lady. She, you like... You shouldn't even know how to have bedroom eyes. What is wrong here? <laughs> she, like... Definitely on purpose drops her water to arrange a meat cute, and then Mowgli is fucking gone. He picks up oh. her water and just takes off with her. Hypnotized harder than Ka, he is completely locked in. 
to which Baloo's just sitting there the whole time going, wait, what the fuck? No, wait, hold on. <laughs> but my son, my adoptive son, come I back. Know. Like, he's, he sees the girl and he's like, oh, Mowgli, don't bother with her. They're nothing but trouble. <laughs> Bagheera's like, wait, 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 wait. I want to see what happens. <laughs> like, just hold on. Just hold on. Let's see where don't this goes. Fuck our son, dude. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen this movie. Pretty sure it's illegal. But we should definitely stick around. <laughs> God. <laughs> and so <laughs> And so that's basically the end. Like this This movie is just it's kind it. of a lot of things happening. Like yeah, there's I mean, there's more of a narrative through line connecting them than like the things happening in Bambi, but like it's also just kind of a lot of things happening. Yeah, it's it's a really it's I would never call this a tight plot, but it's got very quick pacing. Yeah. You know, it, it feels much more like a modern movie in that way, I would say, cuz I've watched a lot of movies from like the 60s and 70s that just freaking drag on forever. Yeah. Which granted, I think this wasn't one I think Jungle Book isn't one book. I think it's a collection of short stories, so that would probably be why is because, like, they're probably taking, like, the major event of a bunch of different ones. Which makes a lot of sense if it was that way, because, like you said, there's not, like, oh, the, the, here's the MacGuffin, here's the, you know, the ultimate goal of the plot. We have to, here's my Act 1 structure, here's my Act 2 structure. It doesn't have that. Yeah. It has, much like what you were saying, the, the feeling of a bunch of shorter stories all kind of mushed into one longer series. Or movie, I should say. Like a clip show or vignettes turned movie. Yeah, yeah I'm going to check that real quick, though. Hang on. Jungle Book. Book. There we go. Jungle Book Book. Ow. Book. I don't know my dad used to read me like, when I was younger. Like, we started it. I don't think we ever finished it. I don't know. I've got it somewhere. But I also kind of didn't care enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Collection of Stories by Rudyard Kipling. So, yeah. it's. Yeah, I think it was just that Mowgli is like his main character for all of them. So it's like, hey, stuff that happened with this kid what lives in the jungle. This child is interesting. Behold. <laughs> Be- behold! Behold, my child. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, puppy. This kid doesn't live in Manhattan in 1947. Behold. <laughs> I can't move. <laughs> anyway, um... So yeah, so so that takes care of the the movie itself. So going on to questions, we did have one on Twitter. Let me get over to that. Dude. Let me flip over to. Dude, I'm flipping over to the uh, Sean. You'll want to go to the Mickey's mail mailbag channel. Yeah, I'm on it. Okay. Anyway, um, so yeah, we we had one on Twitter. Uh, Jasmine Marsh at Pidmon asks, "Y'all ever accidentally miss part or most of a movie in theaters?" Uh, Jungle Book was one as uh, was one as a kid. Can't remember the details. And uh, and Doom, I walked to go see, but had the day wrong, so walked to the, <laughs> into the wrong showing an hour early slash late. Somehow the ticker taker didn't point that out. That's fucking ridiculous. That is wild oh, as hell. Um, right. The second thing I've never had happen. Uh, the first one I've never actually like specifically missed chunks of a movie, except for the fact that when I worked at a movie theater, I would spend my breaks just going and watching like fifteen minutes of whatever movie I felt like. So. I watched bits of movies because of that, but otherwise I never really like had anything that I just straight up missed. I did, however, when I went to go see Kill Bill for the first time, 
swear that I was in the wrong movie when the opening credits started because of just like how much of a disconnect there is between the opening credits and what the movie told me it was going to be. Oh man. <laughs> I remember yeah. walking I remember walking out of the theater like to go look at like the sign up top and just make sure I was in the right one. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't end up in a weird 70s exploitation flick, did I? Yeah! Oh, I did, but it was on purpose. Okay, cool. Weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's all I've got as far as that one. I don't know if that's ever happened to either of y'all. No, not less, me. Less missing a big chunk of it, more of... Uh, I went to go see Inspector Gadget in the 90s hey. in the theater. And right around the time, like just after the second reel has started, because yes, it was the 90s, so we were watching movies on actual film. Yeah. You know, the dinosaurs and such. And uh, right after the second reel starts, it's like getting into this, getting into stuff, the power blips. Just, oh no. The whole theater goes dark. Everyone's sitting there in the dark. Power comes back on, but the movie doesn't come back on immediately. So we're sitting there for oh, yeah. a few minutes, about three or four minutes goes by, and all of a sudden, from the middle of the theater, you just hear, Go, go, gadget movie! And the whole theater <laughs> busted up laughing. That's It was the best way good. to spend the next ten minutes in the darkness. And eventually they got the movie back on and, and going, but... It was just one of those memories from going to the theater as a kid that I'm never going to forget. That would have been hilarious if the movie had come up right then, though. That would have been oh, awesome, actually. Having the projectorist up there, like, with the finger on the button, waiting for somebody. Waiting for somebody. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good line. Wait Click. for it. Wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah. So, okay, moving on to the Mickey's mailbag questions. We... The first one is from Aurora, uh, formerly Casey. Currently, Rudyard Kipling fucking sucks. Uh, what are you getting Nero for their birthday? I'm getting them not having to watch a Disney movie for a week. I'm getting them cookies because I still owe them cookies. <laughs> I'm getting them my undialing... Undialing. Yes, undialing positive feelings. You can't dial this number. The positive vibes are just coming for you. <laughs> I honestly think those might kill Nero. <laughs> I mean, sometimes sacrifices must be made. I'm just saying. Yeah, but not one of our regular hosts. Eh. I mean... Preferably hosts, not, yes. <laughs> uh, next question. Vero Lore, what cosmic event do you think happened to cause the events of Tailspin to happen, and why isn't Baloo with his husband anymore? I never watched Tailspin, so I don't know. What? I saw, yeah, I've watched it. I would say I gotta go with what Aurora said. A very messy divorce and a midlife crisis. There we go. Yeah, the midlife crisis fits perfectly because obviously his husband's not there, so it, it had to have some kind of damaging effect to his life, and he decided he needs a huge change from his stoner-in-the-woods personality. Now he flies a seaplane against Shere Khan for some reason. Sure. And, well, for some reason. Because reasons. Sure. <laughs> and also more of a midlife crisis, because now he has to wear clothes. And he has a totally different adopted son. He does. Uh, <laughs> Blue just yeah. can't ad stop adopting random kids, can he? Nope. I mean, sometimes you're just, you're just that person. You're the honorary aunt or uncle. I mean... He, he's the secret dad that, that no one remembers having. He's the oh, jungle uncle. I'm worse. Hmm. Moving on. Huh. Okay, there we are. Uh... 
Also from Rud- uh, Oh, god damn it. Also from Rudyard Kipling fucking sucks. What Disney voice actor would you like to have portray a villain that definitely wants to murder a child a la Pooh slash Ka? <laughs> Pooh Ka. Uh, I was- I, my immediate response was I was about to say Alan Tudyk, but he also he already kind of did that with um, Frozen. He was also the villain. Or not in, even uh, just Frozen, Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, that's he, true. He plays Turbo in Wreck It Ralph, so he's yeah. Definitely, he doesn't that. really want to eat any kids in that movie, but eh, King yeah. Candy probably would. I would not put it past him for meeting people. Well, especially well, there at the end. Further down, though, that we are excluding the voice actors who have already wanted to do this, so we're already excluding former villains or previous exactly. villains. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's hard to say because Disney doesn't really have as many like regular voice actors anymore, unless it's like Ow. you know within the same like Frozen and Frozen Two having the same people voicing well, Elsa and Anna. I don't think it has to be a recurring. I think it's just any other voice actor for Disney. I have a suggestion for this one: Bruce oh, no? Reitman, the kid who played Mowgli in this movie, is still alive. I don't know that he's still doing voice work, but. He oh, should show up and play a villain that definitely that would be wants cool. to eat a kid. <laughs> there we there go. There we go. Oh, crap. That reminds me of another fun fact I forgot. He voiced uh, Christopher Robin. Yes. Yes, he oh, did. We've got two names Christopher Robin in here. Nice. Okay, you know, I've got one. Each other. Hmm? I've got one. Uh, let's do uh, Jason Alexander. You know, Hugo from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Let's God. see Hugo just go rogue. The guy from Seinfeld was... was oh, wow. I did not know he was in that. Yeah, That's yeah awesome. he's... He's one of the gargoyles. Um, honestly, George Costanza kind of just is a villain origin story. <laughs> <laughs> like, every day is that guy, uh, like, every day is uh, him just waiting to wake up in a comic book and be like, it's my time. <laughs> my time. Today it is he now. Was violent. Yeah, right? <laughs> like every cat ever. Yeah. I want the Aristocats. I want to like pan in real slowly on a fancy house in right off of uh, off Central Park, and it comes in through the window nice and slow, and you've got the the tinkly sort of animation intro music at the beginning, and it comes into the living room, and it's got all the Aristocats eating their old deceased owner who's (laughs) laying in the floor all twisted up. No, just let him eat Edgar. Not don't do the madam. Let him eat Edgar. Eat the madam. Start eat with his... her face. No eating the madam. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Oh my god. Okay, next question. Uh, this time from Vera Lore. What are your opinions on bisexual icon Baloo? Having seen the energy from both of them in that final scene of the movie, I have to disagree. I uh, I concluded that uh, Bagheera is the one that's bi and that Baloo is just gay. But either way. They're both fine. I completely support your, your assessment there. Because Bagheera is the only one that seems even remotely to understand why Mowgli's interested in the girl. Exactly. And or did I say Bagheera or Baloo there? You said Bagheera. Okay, good. I meant Bagheera. Because Baloo's just like, ah, she's nothing. She's not worth the trouble. Come on, hang out with the boys. And Bagheera's yeah, like, no, no, this, yeah. is, this is going somewhere. He, he's got something important he's got to go do. Yeah. He's... <laughs> He's got some business to take care of. God. Uh, next question from Deep Sea. What are your bare necessities? Look for the bare necessities. Books and Wi-Fi. Uh, peanut butter. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> okay, Hardy, Hardy, get off the microphone. Hey. <laughs> Out. Ramen 
Wi-Fi, and an Xbox. There we go. Uh, Pokemon, Mom. peanut butter, and a third thing that starts with a P. <laughs> Do what? Is it? Is it oh, penis? No, it's not an echo. No. <laughs> no, it's not penis. <laughs> I mean, you left the conversation open there, man. I had to do That's something. Also true. <laughs> That's why That's... I sent my answer to that to you in a in a message. No, no. Oh, no but just, Mark Hamill hasn't done a Disney character. No, I'm just thinking outside the box. Oh, hi, and Echo. Mark Hamill um, does Star Wars, and which is now owned by Disney. But he also so, already did the Joker. So he's, he's also the Joker, so he's Batman. definitely done so villainy. He has really good voice acting. So Mark Hamill, who is a good guy in Star Wars, now plays Sheer Khan. That would be Ooh. good, but we're thinking like a villain that doesn't exist yet. Like if they were going to totally make a new movie and have somebody that previously played a good guy, who's suddenly going to be a villain and kill people? Just have Luke Skywalker eat Grogu. <laughs> okay, there we go. That's a bonus guest answer. <laughs> Snap his little baby from, head off from Liliana the Tiefling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who speaking of has a question coming up here in a minute. But first, we do. We haven't gotten your question yet, but we are coming up on it. Uh, Vero Lore, did you know about the comic series Jungle Book: colon, Fall of the Wild, where Mowgli is an overly sexualized lady for whatever reason? And if not, what are your thoughts on it now that you are cursed with such knowledge? I did not know about this. I, I didn't either managed to. I. Google search this because I was like that can't be a thing. It turns out it is. Um, I wasn't able to find anything beyond like covers of uh, any of these uh, any of these books. I will go ahead and post one just to give the two of you an idea of what we're dealing with on this shit. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, Why? No. Why? Oh, no. I didn't need to be cursed with this knowledge. Why? Why, Why is this here? I don't what have know. I done to you recently, Steven? Why did this? Uh-uh. I didn't <laughs> curse us with this. It was Veer. I don't know why this happened. Veer <laughs> didn't post a picture of it. Fucking didn't hang drag on. us no. into it. Also, the one that that pisses me off. It's not even as sexual or sexualized. But they decided it was okay to just go ahead and parody the Jaws poster for some reason on one of these. Oh, Again, no. why? Hey, this is a thing that's popular. Let's do the thing. And then another another one that do not do the things. Last one that I'll post. This one I don't think is a is a cover on any of the books. It's probably just a thing that they made for it. But why is there is one of the pictures in this fucking list of Google image results a picture of her wearing a red, white, and blue bikini? Because America. Why? I hate this. I Veer, you wanted to know my thoughts. I hate it. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I hate Thanks. it. Thanks. We really hate it. <laughs> that uh, well, it now did being not cursed need with this knowledge. I must now awaken the old gods and become cursed with the rest of knowledge. There we go. You know the fuck you it it did not need to be. I mean, that they is... were already experienced in over sexualizing characters, at least from the movie, from over sexualizing a ten year old girl. Yeah. Still Why weird. Disney? Still, go still weird. Ah. Anyway, um, moving on to the next question so that we can forget that that happened. Um, Yusuf, in this case, a.k.a. he did what in his cup? What? <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, um, 
Were there themes in this movie, or was this an animation tech demo? Absolutely not. There were no themes in this movie. Nobody ever uses themes. People will claim that they had themes, but they are liars. So wait, if Bambi was 30 minutes of frolicking, what was this 40 minutes of? Uh, 40%. Jungle frolicking. Jungle frolicking. (laughs) Sprinting through the jungle because we can't say running through the jungle because the Rolling Stones might sue us. Ha! 40% running through the jungle. There we go. There we go. Better run through the jungle. Oh, wait, that's Credence. Hmm. Oh, that is CCR. Okay, whatever. Anyway, uh... Question from Liliana the Tiefling. I know her. Why did the, why the vultures themed after the Beatles always, or I always assume, stuck with us our whole lives? What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Because, honestly, because of that. Because it's funny and it's stuck in our kid brains. And, and, and I think it's because they're so out there. Like, they're just so, compared to the rest of the movie, it's like all of a sudden you've got these vultures random. that are con- yeah that are suddenly doing a comedy bit. Yeah, there we go. But, anyway. Like, we all do that. Right. A, a, at home, uh, uh, constantly, we are, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Sean, Sean and I did it earlier in the episode, too. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. We're not doing and, this again. <laughs> it's anyway. such a quick little two-piece, you know, part A, part B bit. Yeah. Uh, it's so easy to do in your home, and it's so easy for seven-year-olds to do that we exactly. did it. All of us did it it's, so many times and so long that it's going like, to permanently be in the brain. It, it's who's on first for seven-year-olds. Absolutely. That's exactly what it is. Anyway, though, next quest, next from uh, Liliana the Tiefling. I love Tailspin. Since they brought back, uh, since they brought Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers back, don't you think a Tailspin movie is called for? Not if they no. do it like Chip and Dale, it's not. Fuck no. that. Dale, did you not like the, the remake? Come on, give Tailspin a shot. No. I want it. I am on board for a Tailspin movie in the same style. I had a good time with Chip and Dale. I feel like they didn't like traipse on the corpse of the original show, but they did something I won't say unique. Nothing is ever really unique anymore. But, you know, I really enjoyed it. And I think with the same kind of attitude of making fun of themselves that they're making the movie at all, and bringing the fans up to date and up to speed on the characters, I think could be really cool. Plus, animation techniques have gotten better, and you don't have to reuse as many frames. <laughs> That's true. That's true, at least. Okay. You mean like most of this movie? Yeah, it, yes. <laughs> all right. It was bound to happen, but um, our next yep. question from Veer is getting into the mm-hmm. egg stuff. Hey, y'all know the deal. It's your last chance to answer the last episode's egg riddle or whatever. Anyway, here's this episode's riddle. If it took six nutcrackers nine weeks to build a temple to house egg, how long would it take 12 nutcrackers to build the same temple to house egg? And uh, I will grant that I have never been good at these math problems, but I want to say four and a half. If it's just a math problem, it's four and a half. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking. I'll go with you guys. Four and and next up, more German. All right, Steven, you got your, yeah, you got your I, translator pulled up, Steven? Almost. Nine sprechen Sie Deutsch. Eh, eh. Steven's translating. Okay, there we are. <laughs> While that's running, I will, I guess, try to read this in German first off. Ich so, weiß, du hast dieses Ratzel schonen uh, einmal falsch gelocht hast, aber ich war ich Vertraue, eh, darauf, 
dass du es dieses Mal richtig <lacht> machen wirst. Es ist kein... Oh, fuck. Mathematisch ist Problem. Sie, sie stellt jetzt, jetzt auch eine Armee... <lacht> Don't, I regret doing this. Auf, aber der <lacht> Vorteil ist, dass das komische Gefangen, Gefängnis, in dem sie macht, mich halt größer geworden ist, um die Nussknacker Nuss Army unter zu bringen. Yay? Not yay. Um, the, the English version, which I can say better. Um, I apologize <laughs> to any German fans that we may have for destroying your language right there, because, oh shit, it's been forever since I took German. I am certain that I pronounced at least half of that wrong. Um, anyway. The they'll be laughing at you the whole time. I mean, we were. Eh? <laughs> I know you've gotten this riddle wrong before, but I trust that you Fuck, I can't even do it in English. I know you've gotten this riddle wrong before, but I trust you'll get it right this time. It's not a math problem. She's also raising an army now, but the upside is that the cosmic prison she's keeping me in has grown larger to accommodate the Nutcracker army. Yay? Um, I mean, at least there's more space now? But that also means a bigger Nutcracker army, which is uh, concerning, to say the least. Slightly. I mean, anytime there's there someone's amassing troops, I'm I'm concerned, in especially with nutcrackers. Cause, yeah. Well, yeah, because you're a guy the, with their <laughs> dead faces and whatnot. So um, so yeah, we'll see how that's probably gonna go. What makes it even more? I, I imagine since we all had the same answer and it was based directly upon math, we're probably wrong, but that's okay. We're good with okay. that. Anyway, uh, so now getting to um, plugs. Uh, Sean, if you want to go first. Um, I don't know, man. Worship Mothman. That's that's what I'm going to say is, is my <laughs> <Okay>. current plug. <laughs> that works. Fair. Okay, and then we're at Disney Minus Pod. As always, I'll do uh, Nero's first. They're at Dragon Smoocher. Uh, they made the correct decision to not be here this time but uh they have also got prime cuts there's also prime cuts pod the twitter for prime cuts the uh transformers podcast that they do there is also heidelin radio the twitter for uh radio free heidelin the uh, tw uh the fuck, the pod god damn it i can't use words the podcast they have with their friend jane who was also on uh the she-raw podcast princesses of power the podcast of power, sorry. Um, the two of them have taken on the probably equally terrible um, task to, thi to this podcast, where they've decided to completely go through all of the story of Final Fantasy XIV. So best of luck to them with that. <laughs> Bye, Artie. Oh. <laughs> He heard a noise and ran off barking. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, Kat, it's your turn. Ow. Uh, don't hurt yourself. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm sitting up against a dresser and I leaned back into one of the handles. Oof. 
done that. Uh, anyway, you can find me on Twitter at Z minus 87. Um, you can also find me on normally Disney minus off weeks where Steven and I are, we've got one more recap episode to do soon. We're going to be wrapping up kingdom hearts two. Yeah. Uh, at which point we will be continuing with the next actual game in the series, but hopefully that'll be recording next week. Uh, yeah, this Friday we should be recording, um, the kingdom hearts or this Friday night or Saturday night. Um, which will be having immediately happen once this goes up. But um, right. so we should have, when this goes up, we should have just recorded the recap for Kingdom Hearts 2. And then, yeah, the uh, next one that goes up, uh, or the next one that we record, will be the first episode for 358 over two days. Right. We're going to start uh, getting into the bullshit. He'll be putting up a poll to decide what version of that we'll be doing. Also that, yes. We are going to be getting into the bullshit titles soon, so buckle the fuck up. Buckle up, Buttercup. Uh, but anyway, uh, so now that we are... Oh, no, it's still my turn. Shit. Um, I'm at Marshmallow, which is spelled like Marshmallow, except that it has my name in it. I also have dad underscore tastic, uh, where I have been posting dad jokes semi-regularly. And uh, there's also Resi Beats Pod, the Twitter for Resonant Beats, the actual play podcast that I am on. And... Uh, so now that we are officially done with plugs, it is time to announce the next movie that we will do. And um, yes, you know what it for. I have hinted in the in the Discord already that it's one that I'm not proud of, but it's it's one that we need to go ahead and get out of the way so that it's no longer looming over us like a sword of Damocles. Um, I have chosen Chippendale Rescue Rangers 2022. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> no, I don't want to watch it. I know, you I must. know. Thank you. But that one was aimed at that was aimed at you, and also aimed at Echo. At the very <laughs> least, I trust us to all approach this uh, episode with all of us hating it. Whereas everyone that I've seen, or most of the reviews that have not that I've watched a ton because I don't wanna, but most of the reviews that I've seen online have been relatively po uh, positive. Uh, like only one review that I've seen online even mentioned the Bobby Driscoll connection, which is like. I hate you. That's gonna be so a, that's gonna end up eating up a lot of the movie. Is us getting mad at that? Um, <sighs> so at least we're getting it out of the way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it needs to be gotten out of the way. So that's gonna happen. In the meantime, in the meantime, fuck Disney. Fuck Disney. Fuck Disney. Fuck Disney.